It is that time officially now in the schedule. Ed Nail joins us for a question of voter fraud. Oh, I don't know. I hope those near, 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 nears weren't too forlorn because uh, the only time we'll 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 do that again is in the archive. So <laughs> you never know. You never know. This never is know true. What's coming up next? We never know what's coming up next. So Ed, there's uh, there's a movement on the uh, well, not movement, but. Something's going on with the President's Election Integrity Commission. Yeah, the uh, President's Election Integrity Project Commission has a— uh, Is Bill Gardner, by the way, going to make be able to make pretend that voter fraud isn't happening in New Hampshire as a member of that commission, or is the evidence going to overwhelm him? Well, that 5,500 number yeah. came into their possession. Mm-hmm. So he's got to sit next to them and explain, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh all right, but back on the commission. <laughs> back on the commission. One of the most prominent members is a guy named Hans von Spakovsky. Hans von Spakovsky. The head of the Heritage Foundation. Okay. So when you talk about voter fraud in America as a whole, this is the guy. This okay. would be the head of the whole shooting match. And he wrote a letter. He was interviewed. And it's uh, he's giving his end of... He's basically defending the commission from the uh, attacks. It's voter suppression. Yeah. California's voter suppression of the rest of the country in a federal election. Right. Yeah. This is from The Hill. That's who interviewed him. And uh, the writer is Lydia Wheeler. A prominent member of President Trump's election fraud commission is battling against the absurd accusations that the panel is trying to suppress the vote. That's just the opposite of what they're trying to do. In a sit-down interview with The Hill, Hans von Spakovsky dismissed criticism from liberals who say the committee's main objective is not to stop voter fraud, but to make it harder for some Americans, primarily minorities, to cast about. So now we're racist, too. That's right. Well, standard. that's always been the knock yeah. on these things. Gee, what's next? Right, because, well, you know, minorities are disproportionately poor. They can't afford a driver's license or, you know, a t- $10 state ID or whatever it is. They can't afford the very same identification they need to use. And for everything else. For everything else, whether it's cash a check, you, you know, uh, get their, you know, get their uh, uh, public assistance benefits sure. or anything else. Yeah. But they can, they can do it for that, but not to vote. Yeah. I actually find it amusing when critics say, oh, well, the purpose of this commission is voter suppression. Well, that's BS because, look, this is an advisory commission. There's no executive authority of any kind, Spakovsky said. The only thing we can do is write a report that makes recommendations, and then it's up to the states or Congress to do something about it. The idea is, is of this is somehow going to keep you from voting is absurd, Spakovsky said. A former member of the Federal Elections Commission Von Spakovsky is one of the 12 members of Trump's Voter Fraud Commission, which is chaired by Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach. The board has been plagued by controversy and legal challenges from the start. Oh, my, I'm shocked. Yeah. In due uh, part to Trump's widely disputed claim that millions of people voted illegally in last year's election. Of course they did. Yeah, that's, just, that's not – it says uh, widely disputed claim. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you Disputed have facts, by who, except the people who are given cover to the ones that are – the same people are right. saying this is voter suppre- racist voter suppression. Mm-hmm. Uh, the panel has requested voter roll information from all 50 states, including names, voting histories, and the last four digits of Social Security numbers. Officials in 14 states and the District of Columbia have refused to comply. I wonder if one of those would be California. For his part, Von Spakovsky is, acu- is accustomed to being on the line of fire. Back when he was an attorney in the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice— he says people called him a Nazi behind his back, which he contends was due to his conservative views on voting rights and his support for voter ID laws. That's how you become a Nazi. 
you want voter ID. <laughs> His family is actually Russian. When I talk about the integrity of election process, that doesn't mean preventing people from stealing votes. I also mean it's ensuring everyone who's eligible gets to vote. The panel has twice met and uh, planning to meet again, Spakovsky said. Uh, the election, the one time they met in public was, the, uh, was here in New Hampshire. The election committee is now down to 11 members, four of whom are Democrats, following the sudden death uh, last month of Arkansas State Rep. David Dunn, a Democrat. The possibility of bipartisanship on the panel is something Von Spakovsky, who runs the Conservative Heritage Foundation Law Reform Initiative, questioned from the start. In an email and covered through a Freedom of Information Act requested by the campaign legal, it's campaign legal center, Von Spakovsky called a phone call he had about uh, commission membership disturbing. There's a single Democrat official that will do anything other than obstruct any investigation of voter fraud and issue contact and constant public announcements criticizing the commission and what it's doing, making claims that it is engaged in voter suppression, he wrote. That decision alone shows how little the White House understands about this issue. Reports falsely claim that he sent an, an, the email to Attorney General Jeff Sessions and uh, Von Spakovsky said. He said he's willing to work with Democrats who take voter fraud seriously. So I would be worried about Democrats being on the commission just to cause havoc. You're right, right. And uh, I think he saw the same thing. Uh, anyway, it was after all, it was New Hampshire's Secretary of State Bill Gardner D., he notes, who provided the data behind Kobach's claim of potential voter fraud in the Granite State. Mm-hmm. So here we have... That basically, the the top guy at the uh, this voter commission, and what does he bring up? Little old New Hampshire. Little old New Hampshire. New Hampshire state statistics showed about sixty five hundred people used out of state driver's licenses to register to vote on election day. But ten months later, only about a thousand had actually obtained a state's driver's license. And out of one point one million people eligible to vote in this state, that's that's believable right. that a thousand would come in and get a new driver's license. Not the fifty five hundred would stop driving. <laughs> election officials have since explained that New Hampshire laws, this is the part I like, election officials, they don't name them, mm-hmm. have since explained that New Hampshire law allows those domiciled in the state to vote, which includes college students who spend most of their nights in the state but have licenses from other states. Mm-hmm. Here's here's a scene. Uh, uh, Von Spakovsky doesn't buy that explanation. Oh, no. My goodness. Gee. Uh, Say what, it ain't so. Uh, what we have found, I, we should just stop for a minute. If you have a driver's license from New Jersey mm-hmm. or you have a driver's license from California, you are domiciled in that state. That driver's license is combined with the state's income tax, Ding. the state's income tax. So if you have a driver's license from another state, you cannot be domiciled in New Hampshire. You can be here and steal a vote, but you can't be domiciled here because you're paying taxes through to your other state, and they they keep track of you through your driver's license. Mm-hmm. So the 5,500 people who kept their driver's license from another state stole votes in New Hampshire. And Von Spakovsky knows that. So he can sit right next to Bill Gardner and listen to a bold face lie. Now, it sells in New Hampshire, but it doesn't sell to the commission. <laughs> and it's not going to, you know, I can't believe it's going to sell to a new U.S. attorney or Trump. Trump is convinced he won the state because he did. Well, yeah. And uh, Steve Bannon was here. The same thing. Bannon yeah. has the numbers. Trump has the numbers. The commission has the numbers. Bill Gardner is going to be in a, a very small minority trying to explain how you can be domiciled in two states. And by the way, Lisa Freeman, who is a member of the Election Law Commission uh, and probably listening to us online, there's a bit of a, a lag, is saying, if you can't afford a state-issued ID, you can get it for free in this state. So there is no economic argument that and, says and, the poor can't afford to have a uh, $10 state non-driver's ID. But then would you have two? 
<laughs> could you keep your, could you keep your driver's license from Connecticut and get a state uh, right. ID here? Yeah. Probably depends on who's in charge. Mm-hmm. Now, normally, when you get a driver's license, they take your old one from the other state and they cut it in half. They don't let allow you to keep it. Mm-hmm. There's only one state that lets you keep it, and that's Florida, and they punch a hole in it. Mm-hmm. So if you see a driver's license with a hole punched in it from Florida, that's used only for ID, not for driving. Gotcha. And it, real simple. Anybody with a punch can correct this. Um, what we have found deserves an intense investigation, he said. It's very possible that some of these 5,500 people have moved into the state but aren't driving or haven't abided by the law. Or or what if there is or, or what if there's a Massachusetts resident who drove 30 miles across the border in order to take advantage of the same-day voter registration law because they wanted to help ensure the outcome of the race? That's the words of one of the guys on Trump's commission. I could have written that myself. This mm-hmm. is the same thing I've been saying for 17 years. Uh, he said New Hampshire has an obligation to investigate given the closeness of the election. Hillary Clinton won the state over Trump by fewer than 3,000 votes. Former Republican – well, you don't bother with her – he doubts the 5,500 people who voted with out-of-state licenses were all students. Shocking surprise. Mm-hmm. If all the people who registered uh, were between the ages of 18 and, let's say, 25, maybe they were all students. Even still, it's illegal. But if a significant percentage of, of them were from over the age of 25 or in their 30s, 40s, and 50s, the chances they were, they were all students is pretty slim, von Spakovsky said. Mm-hmm. The, but how are we going to know? I'll bet somebody already knows. Secretary of State's office could check that real easy because they keep all the data. And, listeners, they ask the, speci- the towns to specifically write on the checklist what out-of-state driver's license is being used. So they're collecting data on us. They won't give to us, people. Listen real carefully. You can't, as a citizen of New Hampshire, you can't get your hands on the statewide database. And see, that's just wrong. That's absolutely wrong. And that's one of the biggest problems that we have in the inability to uh, oversee the system and prevent voter fraud is that the basic data necessary for the general public to see on demand is specifically locked away and hidden. Yeah, it's available to PACs and to candidates. That's it. This is, we have a right to know law in this state. We pay for this. Right. We pay these people to assemble this. It's public information in your town. But once it gets to the state, it's secret information. Right. And then, then the Secretary of State says, oh, by the way, Towns, keep track. Like in Hooksit. I saw Hooksit's checklist. I saw Connecticut, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut. I saw the little, the real red checks. Southern New Hampshire University. Yeah. I saw that. That's what that is. I've seen it. I have actually have a copy of it. So he asked for data that we're not allowed to see and collects that. Now, what's he collected? Did he give, it, did he give that data to the commission? Who keeps the data that Mr. Gardner is keeping? Mm. Where does that actually go in the end? Huh? This stinks. It goes into a great big, it goes into Al Gore's lockbox. Pretty close. <laughs> of all the people, yeah, here we go. The commission has already found 1,100 instances of voter fraud. And Von Spakovsky said the committee has heard from a witness at its last meeting who claimed to have studied 21 states and found more than 8,000 8, people voted twice. That's real easy. Uh, finding people that voted twice is the uh, the, the uh, red herring. You can have you can find eight hundred people that voted twice. Whoop de do. You can find thousands upon thousands who voted where they weren't supposed to vote. They didn't have to vote twice. Right. If you're from California, your candidate's going to win. Right. You want to vote in another state. The Soros-funded Brennan Center for Justice has also studied Trump's claim about widespread voter fraud to produce a report that conclusively demonstrated most allegations of voter fraud turn out to be baseless. The Brennan Center. 
the Brenner Center. Uh, Von Spakovsky argued the Brenner Center is an advocacy group, not a think tank, and it denies that the panel of, is uh, alleging massive voter fraud. We don't have massive voter fraud, but we do have is voter fraud, he said. And the question is, to what extent does it occur and what steps can we take to stop it? This is a first-generation uh, first American. Von Spakovsky credits his parents for his commitment to protecting democratic rights. His father was an officer in the White Army that fought the Bolsheviks in the Russian Civil War, wow. while his mother survived World War II. There's a great saying by Ronald Reagan, he said, paraphrasing, that democracy is not something that is passed on in the blood. You can lose a democracy in a generation. That's what my father saw, and it's really important. I do everything I can to ensure we stay a great republic. That's why I stay in the game. Good for him. So New Hampshire makes the news. Again. And not in a good way. But it's actually an advantage because the more people that live in New Hampshire understand what a crooked state this is when it comes to elections, the better off we are. You don't trust anything with these people until they prove they can be trusted. And I've been at this for a long time. I've seen people come and go at the secretary, well, the AG's office, and I've seen actually one come back that shouldn't be here, and that's uh, our good buddy Bud Fitch. Is oh, back he in just some capacity. ended up at the Secretary of State's office. Yeah. He's the voter fraud enforcement officer. Yeah, so we're going to be posting. It's <laughs> some... like putting a clown in charge of the jelly beans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Bud Fitch from a hole in the wall, but I do. I I, I do know some of his handiwork. Yeah, and it's, well, yeah, we're going. Yeah. Our new website's going to have pictures of some of voter. Uh, well, the lump at the dump. Yeah, his examples of his investigations. Uh, the one was we caught the uh, the Bedford uh, school district clerk handing out ballots at the dump in Bedford. Uh, in violation of any number of laws. Yeah, a whole list of uh, – it says vote here today. And I confronted Bud Fitch with this, and I said, what does a sign mean? You know, like, vote here today, 3 to 9. Is You know, like, you hold up a sign. It's real easy to read. Vote here today, 3 to 9. Yeah, I don't and know. That, I don't and, know. And, and when you – and when you remember how close, because uh, that was on the bet, they were doing that to try to get the vote to issue the to approve the high school. Dollar, yeah, forty-five million dollar bond. Yeah, and uh, that that passed by a razor thin margin, which um, would have failed actually had there not been an ice storm the day of the election that kept a lot of voters, lot primarily of elderly. Yeah, a lot uh, of towns just didn't cancel. Home. Um, the other one is another famous investigation during his time frame was the uh, Martha Fuller Clark. That the people from other states working in her home, yeah, basically uh, renting. I guess they, they, one at one minute they claim they're renters, and the next minute, well, you can't rent in a in Portsmouth in a historic district. Right, you can't rent rooms in your house. Right, so kind of yeah, maybe we didn't, but we did, and they were really living here and all this nonsense. And the investigation said they had established a presence. Established a presence. Establishing a presence is what you do to vote here. You establish a domicile. Yeah. So you know that they all kept their driver's licenses. I know they did, and I've checked their voter histories in the other states they came from. Attorney uh, Brian Gregory Griffith. Arkansas. You know, Arkansas. So uh, he's back voting from the same address again. Mm -hmm. So that was a fraud to protect Martha Fuller Clark. So the AG's office committed a fraud, let me make perfectly clear, in their phony investigation of Martha Fuller Clark's hotel. Yeah. And that's that. And in which, by the way, they 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 uncovered and disclosed that uh, the Democratic Party itself was advising these these kids, including various. shall we say, prominent members of the party, uh, in- encouraging them to vote, saying, oh, it's completely okay to do that in the, in the state of New Hampshire. And I don't have time for it today, but um, uh, Martha, the other, in, the other article that came up was from uh, Mike Thalen, the head of the Republican Lawyers Association, is on this commission. Yeah. And he wrote a lengthy article about unless your voter database is clean, you're inviting voter fraud. 
course. Ours is not clean and ours no. is not public. It can't be clean unless it is public because people can look at that and say, that guy does not live here in my house. The guy that's voting from my home does not live in this house. I can prove that and go to the AG and give him evidence. But we have such a, a fraudulent system to open that up to the public so anybody could see it. It's Pandora's box. I can see why they want to keep it private as possible. And that's why we got to give uh, the people who do the job uh, well or right or close to it anyway some thumb, some props. And that would be uh, City Clerk Matt Norman here in Manchester, yep. who in our time on the air uh, together, which is uh, you know just around four years, has executed two city pur- citywide purges that have both removed more than 8,000 voters. Um, from the voter rolls. And what do we catch? Caitlin Ann Lagaki. Caitlin Ann Lagaki. Long gone from New Hampshire, but somebody voted in her yeah. place. You cannot deny that someone voted in her place, right. and her name was checked off, and that vote counted. Right. So just like uh, uh, Michael LaShawn Lewis in Hooksett, yep. he gave an address of some people who know, do not know who he is. It was a legitimate address, but he didn't live there. He voted in New Hampshire, and he was gone. And you know, the fact that he got arrested shortly after that gave me access to his records, yep. who he is and where he's from. Gee, and he didn't make his court appearance. He didn't make his court appearance, but he voted in two other states early. Early voting is another method yep. of voter fraud. Yep. And uh, he came here and voted here. His vote counted just like mine and yours yep. and, and every it, listener's. And it counted in Georgia, and it counted in Florida. It, so this guy got to cast three votes for president in and the because, United States. Because we Which, didn't prosecute him. We don't know who he is. Right. How, who paid for his airfare here? Who paid for that rental car with a Massachusetts plates in the Hooksett parking lot? So if you yep. walk into the Hooksett parking lot on November 8th at 7 o'clock in November 8th, 2016, you walk in, you see Massachusetts plates at 7 o'clock. You saw out-of-state plates of an illegal voter in your parking lot. Absolutely guaranteed I can prove it. And because of the system of early voting that exists in many states across the country now, I mean, if, if we didn't have early voting, if Election Day were Election Day and you had to cast an absentee ballot where you actually were domiciled if you were going to be away, then he the, the ability for people like that to cast two, three or more votes, it just simply wouldn't exist. They wouldn't be encouraged to come here. Plus, the one thing they did do was uh, that fellow, Michael LaShawn Lewis, gave the numbers from his driver's license yeah. to the hooks of the officials. I took those numbers and ran them past Florida. It, it was an active driver's license. Mm-hmm. So if he had the numbers, why didn't he just show the driver's license to him? Because I'll bet you there was someone else's picture on the driver's license. So that's the fraud that gets committed. And, and it, because we don't prosecute, we don't get the facts. I, have to, I can only get facts from the ones we catch. So instead of doing a data-based, uh, let's see what voter fraud looks like in New Hampshire, we've done a one-on-one catch individuals and out their names. And I think it's been very effective, especially because of this program. Ed, I, uh, you know, and I want to thank you uh, for the time that you've spent with us. I, I think uh, you know, we've done many segments over the years, but I don't think there's any more important than the work that um, uh, you've done, sharing the work that you've done to educate our, our audience uh, about voter fraud and to, and to press that fight. And we uh, sincerely appreciate the time that you've uh, spent with us. And uh, we know that it, uh, this is goodbye, but it's not farewell. We'll keep working together to bring this stuff to the light of day. Oh, yeah, it's been a pleasure, and it's not over by any means. we got to hit the news.